Support for Speaking of Travel comes from Asheville Regional Airport, Western North Carolina's gateway to the world. Your safety when traveling to and from Asheville is and always will be our top priority. Asheville Regional Airport. Visit flyavl.com for all your current travel information. Prestige Subaru, offering a variety of new and pre-owned all-wheel drive Subarus. Built with the zero landfill promise, all waste is recycled or reused with more at prestigesubaru.com. And Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours. You'll be at the top of the city as you experience Asheville's history and scenic beauty, historic landmarks, and award-winning rooftop bars. Transportation is provided with tours offered daily, year-round. Find out more at AshevilleRooftopBarTours.com. Welcome to Speaking of Travel with Marilyn Ball. Sit back and be carried away to places around the world and right here in our own backyard. No passport required. Hi, this is Marilyn Ball, and you're listening to Speaking of Travel right here on iHeartRadio 570 WWNC. So sit back and be carried away to places from around the world and right here in our own backyard. No passport required. And remember, you can always listen to this episode of Speaking of Travel or any past episode with a simple click on the Speaking of Travel website, on the iHeartRadio app, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and now Speaking of Travel is on Pandora. So you be sure to visit the Speaking of Travel website, that's speakingoftravel.net, and you can sign up for the Travel Club, and you'll receive the latest in travel news and travel tips and some really great inspiring stories. Well, you know, my listeners have been asking me over the last couple of weeks, Marilyn, is it safe to travel? Well, I certainly am not an expert in that, and I don't know that anybody really is at this point an expert in is it safe to travel. I do know that the airlines and the airports, the hotels that are open, the destinations that are welcoming people are doing everything they can to ensure our safety and our sanitation is number one. And here today to talk about that a little is Tina Kinsey from the Asheville Regional Airport. Tina is the Director of Marketing and PR and Air Service Development over there. And Tina, you have been in the thick of things at the Asheville Regional Airport, really uh, working hard these past few months. And thank you so much for taking time each week to catch us up on what's going on. Thank you, Marilyn. It's really great to be here. So, Tina, I know that in uh, a couple of weeks ago, you were talking to us about a survey that was going out to people who are on your database and into the community, a survey about traveling and how people feel about that. And I'll tell you, that topic is coming up now over and over and over again. What's going on with that survey? So we have our initial results from the survey. We had thousands of people give us their input. And we were able to look at this from a local traveler perspective, as well as visitors coming to Western North Carolina and what their views are about travel. And it looks like there's absolutely an appetite to plan trips, to um, get on airplanes and go places. Uh, we're definitely seeing, um, you know, a, a large group of people who are already 
planning a trip or very likely to plan a trip uh, within the next six months. So that's, that's very interesting news. Um, and then couched with that, we asked open-ended questions. We wanted to know, are there other issues we should be paying attention to that you think are important for us to consider um, as you begin to travel again? And we found some interesting trends. And the number one trend was that travelers really do want to see um, their fellow travelers and um, employees who work at various businesses along the travel journey wearing masks. They would like to have social distancing in place. Um, and then they're very interested to know what is happening on board an aircraft to make sure it is clean and safe during the travel journey. And so that's really important information. Um, the good news is that the aviation industry, airports and airlines and concessionaires at the airports, they're all paying attention to those, to those needs that travelers have. Um, and you do see masks are required by most airlines um, and uh, you know, the staff at our airport, we are requiring to wear masks. Um, we've definitely socially distanced in many different ways. Um, the airlines are approaching the, that, uh, that request in different ways. And, you know, airplanes are being um, cleaned even more than they have been in the past with very high-tech solutions. Um, and then, you know, the HEPA filters aboard the aircraft are um, keeping the air very clean and sanitized during a flight. So there's lots of good news. We just have to educate ourselves about um, what's being done. Absolutely. And, and the Asheville Regional Airport provides a lot of resources uh, on your website, flyavl.com. And you can go directly to the airlines and find out what they're doing. Give us some ideas of what the airport is doing now as far as your, um, your projects, what's going on with your projects. And also, let's talk a little bit about the longer term. You talked about how in the survey you're finding results that people are planning longer term. How is the Asheville Regional Airport stepping up to that? Sure. Well, you know, Marilyn, just as a reminder, you know, our airport was one of the fastest growing airports in the country for several years in a row. Um, and at the end of 2019, we had an astounding 43% increase in passengers um, from the previous year. So it just phenomenal growth. We're bursting at the seams. Now, of course, that's different now um, in this what we hope is a short-term, relatively short-term crisis. Um, we do anticipate that we'll recover and we will be bursting at the seams again in the future. And what that means is we have to not only maneuver and plan and do what's right right now for our travelers um, and our community, but we have to focus on what's needed um, further in the future. And for us, that means we have to keep our eye on the ball and focus on expanding and modernizing the airport terminals so that we have space for the, the travelers and the aircraft and the growth that we anticipate will return. 
So we are moving forward to design um, what that might look like. And that's a, that's more than a year long process. Um, but we are moving forward, forward with that. And it's very exciting. That is very exciting. And I have to say the Asheville Regional Airport has always been cutting edge in thinking outside the box and doing things that uh, you pay attention. And I, and I'm, sure that that's a big part of that tremendous growth that you had been seeing on over the last couple of years. So I know that over there you're doing everything that you can to enhance the safety and, and health and sanitation of the uh, of the travelers and you even have your hashtag AVL travel smart program. Let's talk a little bit about that. Sure. So that's pivoting back to the here and now and our response to this, um, the global pandemic, you know, we're all going through this together and the airport is a member of that team. You know, we are doing our part to make sure that we can, we can manage this. Um, and so we did launch hashtag AVL Travel Smart with information about what we are doing at the airport to keep travelers as safe as possible. Um, the enhanced cleaning that we're um, employing, the social distancing, the, the requirement for masks, et cetera. Coming soon, it's been on hold, but we do have a number of hand sanitizing stations that we are deploying into the terminal. Um, interestingly, uh, you know, in all of this, the supply chain really became an issue when it came to obtaining those kinds of supplies. So we've been we've been waiting for them to arrive, and we we uh, will will be deploying those very soon. And then um, we do have electrostatic spraying equipment that is about to be underway and in use on a daily basis at the airport, where we'll be able to. Um, spray hard services very efficiently to kill germs and viruses and bacteria. Um, and then there's a, uh, a period of time where those services, you know, that, that film that is sprayed, um, you know, it will continue to kill the virus, any viruses or germs that come in contact. So we'll be using those um, multiple times a day in high touch areas um, so, you know, we are doing our part and we're asking travelers to do their part too. Um, and that's why we call it travel smart because we all have to do our part. Well, when you talked about education earlier, that's the key. We all have to, this is all new. I was, um, listening to, uh, Brene Brown and she was talking about how everything is a first everything. And we have to educate ourselves to how we're going to step into this. And Tina, I just want to give a big shout out to you and your team at the Asheville Regional Airport for always uh, thinking forward and, uh, and having that research, that rich market research to help guide you. And tell us again where we can get more information. Sure. So it's very easy. You just log on to flyavl.com. And right there on the homepage, lots of helpful resources for you. Well, thanks, Tina. It's always such a pleasure to have you on the show and to get to get a, an update of what's going on. Thank you, Marilyn. Good to be here. Thanks. Well, coming up next is Jeff Opdyke. He's the editor of The Savvy Retiree. 
Now, they've helped thousands of people learn how to retire early, make money, save money, and enhance their lifestyle. So you can count me and Jeff. We'll be right back. It's summertime in Subieville, which means it's time for adventure here in western North Carolina. Or more aptly, time to get outdoors and outgoing down a road less traveled. When the going gets tough, the tough get going. And off the beaten path, nothing says tough like the tried and true reliability of an all-wheel drive Subaru. There's a reason why 97% of Subarus sold in the last 10 years are still on the road today and ready for the next adventure. Discover the beauty of all-wheel drive at Prestige Subaru, 585 Tunnel Road, Nashville, or visit us online at PrestigeSubaru.com. Hi, it's Kay, the owner of Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours. We share our beautiful city and the mountains of Western North Carolina from the rooftops with people from our community, around the country, and around the world. Our tours are well known for the spectacular scenery, the award-winning rooftop bars, and the captivating city history we share from the rooftops. We take traveling during these COVID-19 recovering times seriously. We've implemented CDC cleaning and sanitation protocols, require staff health screenings before our tours, and provide our tour guests with face coverings if they need one. We are excited to welcome you on an Asheville rooftop bar tour and provide a way for you to safely experience Asheville from a bird's eye view. To learn more, visit AshevilleRooftopBarTours.com. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars, and let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. Thanks, Tina, for that update on the Asheville Regional Airport. You know, it's so refreshing to hear how things are beginning to move forward. And I know my listeners are itching to go somewhere soon. The sooner the better. But we also know that we have to follow the guidelines and we all have to work together. So with all this time on our hands, I know it's made a lot of folks begin to think of the next chapter and what in the world are they going to do? Well, you know, retiring is something a lot of people are thinking about right now. And deciding when to retire is really one of the most difficult career decisions a worker can make. You know, sometimes we're earning our maximum income at a point where we want to retire. And then the financial implications of retiring too early seem really profound. So what are we to do? Well, my guest today is Jeff Opdyke. He's the editor of The Savvy Retiree. And I'll tell you, I love this free e-newsletter from International Living. Every time I get it in my mailbox, I just get inspired. And to be honest, I want to be just like Jeff. So, hey, Jeff, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Not many people say I want to be like Jeff. I like that. <laughs> I know. But every every time it's like, oh, my gosh, you are all over the place. You're talking to people. You're you're living my dreams. So I want to talk to you a little bit about your childhood. I always like to ask my guests, did you travel when you were a kid? What was it like for you when you were growing up? I was really lucky, honestly, because I grew up with um, a single parent, my mom, and she worked for a string of airlines, including international airlines like uh, Lan Chile out of South America. Uh, she worked for Saudi Arabian Airlines out of the Middle East, and she worked for United Airlines. So, and this, this was back in the 70s and early 80s, and that was a period where there was these reciprocal agreements where airline uh, employees of other airlines could fly various other airlines for free with their family. So, you know, we would just randomly go to Guatemala or London or Chile or, you know, pick a place for a long weekend or a week or so. So, I, I you know, I grew up traveling the world since I was about seven years old. And 
you know, at this point I have, I don't know, four or five million miles on various airlines. I have three million on American already. So, you know, I'm used to to being on the airplane. And then what did you do? So what a lucky kid to have that experience. Today, kids are sitting at their computers watching a virtual tour of someplace where you actually were setting your feet when you were a kid. So what did you do? Did you... Did you decide to go into a travel-related career in college? What came next for you? Well, actually, I, I went into journalism. I mean, I, I went to Louisiana State University, um, and I have a, a journalism degree from there. And I worked for the Wall Street Journal for 17 years, and I worked for a, 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 an economics newsletter out of Florida for, you know, I think 10 years or something like that. Maybe, I think it was 10 um, in any event, um, you know, I spent a lot of those, those years traveling all over the place. You know, my economics, uh, my economics newsletter, I was literally traveling the world. I wrote a book about, you know, sort of the rise of the middle class around the world outside of the West. Um, so I didn't really use my, my travel experience as a kid to go into travel specifically, but my travel experiences as a kid opened my eyes to opportunities that exist outside of the U.S., um, because the U.S., you know, as great as we are and as big as we are and as number one as we are in a lot of things, we're not the be all end all. I mean, there's there's a bunch of other countries in the world and they're, you know, a lot of them are very, very cool and they've got some great things going on and they've got great economies and great investment opportunities. So I sort of use my travel knowledge to take it in sort of an economic direction. And from there, you just kept on traveling. I, I, how, how many countries have you been in? Let's just do an estimate. Uh, well, I know exactly how many. I have an app on my phone that tracks them all. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I've actually been to 67 countries so far, um, six continents, um, and I was supposed to be in 70 countries, but COVID came along and sort of messed up my plans to go to Slovenia, Albania, and um, Lithuania. <laughs> so it doesn't sound like retiring is in, in your plans anytime soon. You just keep on keep on doing what you're doing. And when did you get involved with international living in the savvy retiree? Um, so I was out in Los Angeles. I, I decided I wanted to go back and uh, back to school. I went to UCLA so that I could get a, uh, some, some training in screenwriting because I, like I like to write screenplays uh, as sort of a hobby. And while I was there, uh, international living contacted me and asked me if I wanted to basically write about sort of retirement opportunities from a, um, from a, from a perspective of earn more, save more and live a richer life. So, you know, and they told me, you know, you can basically live wherever you want to live in Europe. Um, and so I moved from Los Angeles to Prague, which is, I got to tell you, one of the most beautiful cities in the world. Um, and, you know, so I, I live here and I write about those, you know, live better, say, or live, save more, earn more and live, live a richer life. And it wraps up a lot of the ideas of, of saving better for retirement and saving more for retirement through opportunities that exist online to expand your skill or use your skills to expand your income opportunities. But it also takes into account the live a richer life part, which is the reason we save is because we want to have an enjoyable retirement. We want to be able to see the world or spend time you know, with our grandkids or whatever it is. It takes money for the most part. And so my goal is to kind of help people do all those things um, through this newsletter. Well, I I have to say that I've been receiving the newsletter for quite some time, well before it was even time to start considering 
retiring. And what I find is that there are there are always these stories that you uh, put, you talk about and, and show pictures and people who are really doing it. Uh, you're not just talking the talk, you're walking the walk over there and, and people are benefiting so much from the resources, like you said, uh, that you provide. That must be very rewarding for you. Um, it is. And, I, and, and it's because I don't think most people realize the opportunities that exist to to live the kind of lifestyle I live. I'm, I'm 54 years old, by the way, so I'm not retired yet, but I'm, I can clearly sort of smell the retirement coffee brewing. Um, and I don't think people realize the degree to which there are opportunities to live this life and to earn money online and to be wherever they want to be doing so. And so we, you know, I, I talk to people all the time all over the world. And these are Americans who have sort of picked up careers and left and, or, or, or they've retired early and they've moved to someplace you know, maybe maybe they stayed in the U.S. I mean, a lot of them didn't. A lot of them said they wanted to live on the beach in Costa Rica or they wanted to move to, you know, a little villa in the south of France and or, or, or Portugal or Spain or wherever it is. Um, and and they're earning money doing so. I mean, they're, they're sort of living their best life, I, I guess, as Oprah says, um, doing the things they really love. So, you know, for instance, there's a guy I met who um, who was a, an aeronautical engineer in the U.S., and he just said, you know, I'm tired of it. And he started living overseas and basically working with uh, foreign airlines just as a, on a freelance basis. And those kind of opportunities, people don't realize the skill sets that they have across their, you know, their, their 20, 30, 40 years in the workforce, um, the skill sets they have that can lead them into a freelance career that allows them to earn a substantial income and live anywhere in the world they want to live. And that's that's sort of what I do here. I try to teach people about that. Well, Jeff, you are one lucky dude. That's all I can say, because that is, I love that idea. And especially now, I would imagine we're all sitting in, uh, you know, staying in shelter. We're staying in our homes. We're spending maybe more time uh, looking at resources and dreaming bigger, like what else is out there? What else can I be doing? Uh, it seems like this would be a peak time for people to get uh, tuned in and start looking at opportunities and, and finding those resources. How do people get in touch? How can we sign up for your newsletter? Um, I think it is, you know, I, I don't even go to my own website usually because I just get everything as an email from everybody. Um, but it's the savvyretiree.com or you can go to internationalliving.com and it'll, it'll lead you to the right destinations. I was going to say, you, you, you brought up something that I think is, is interesting when you're talking about, um, you know, people wanting resources and whatnot. There are good resources out there for, you know, for, for freelancing opportunities and just to see what, what you might be able to bring to the table in this particular pandemic environment we live within. And you're right in that there's a, a growing demand for that. I talked to the, the, the high-ranking poobahs at a website called Upwork.com, which is one of the leading freelance websites in the world. And they're seeing a massive increase, like a 50% increase in the number of people signing up. And it's it's not just the millennials and the Gen X crowd that's doing it, or, or the Gen Z crowd. It's boomers and Gen X. It's people you know, in their 40s and 50s, and even into their 60s, you know, a third of the boomers are freelancing these days. A third of the Gen X crowd is freelancing these days. Some of that's part-time, some of that's full-time. 
but they're doing it because there's real money to be made. And, you know, there's just a huge growing demand for this right now. Well, when we come back, let's pick up right there because I want to learn more about how I can um, live more freely and be able to um, work anywhere pay for my life, maybe overseas. So thank you, Jeff, for being here. I'm talking with Jeff Opdyke. He's the editor of The Savvy Retiree. We're talking about uh, dreaming big, finding resources. We'll be right back. Green is good. Local food, less oil. Renewable energy, sustainable peace. Tree hugger. Say no to GMOs. Be kind to animals, don't eat them. Go solar, coexist. Don't buy a dog, rescue one. Keep Asheville weird. We just read the bumper stickers on the back of a Subaru. Welcome to Subiville, Prestige Subaru, on the web at PrestigeSubaru.com. If you want to truly experience a city, dart at the top. With Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours, you'll capture the true spirit of Asheville, North Carolina on our one-of-a-kind award-winning tours. You'll experience our city's highly acclaimed rooftop bars, see Asheville's scenic beauty and historic landmarks, and feel the history of our city unfold before you, all on this uniquely crafted tour. We take care of every detail, including band show for transportation, sample cocktails and mocktails at each rooftop bar, and there's plenty of snacks and bottled water on the band to enjoy between stops. Come see why Asheville Rooftop Bar Tours is top of the city and top of mind for the best things to do in Asheville, North Carolina. To learn more, visit AshevilleRooftopBarTours.com. Fly me to the moon. Let me play among the stars. And let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. Welcome back to Speaking of Travel. I'm your host, Marilyn Ball, and I'm here today with my guest, Jeff Updike. He's the editor of The Savvy Retiree. We're talking to him from Prague. And what's the time difference there, Jeff, in Prague? I am six hours ahead of New York City right now. Gotcha. And you've been there for a while, right? Uh, going on two years, yeah. Just got my new two-year long-term residence visa. Oh, well, congratulations. So now let's go back to talking about um, not only the e-newsletter, the Savvy Retiree and um, and what you do, but what we're talking about financially, you know, those financial impl- implications of uh, are we going to retire too early? Are we, you know, how do we save? How do we do all that? And that's something that you talk about in your uh, in your writing and and learning how to be more flexible and but let's let's talk a little bit about the money issue. That's something that always comes up for people. Um, I, I come at this from the perspective of there's always money out there. Um, you know, it used to be that that American retirees relied on you know what was the three legged stool of retirement: Social Security, pensions, and personal savings. And we all know pensions have gone away for the most part. I don't think there's very many that exist anymore. Um, personal savings for most Americans is kind of rickety um, at best. And then that leaves basically Social Security. And though there's a lot of talk about Social Security going away at some point, um, I, I think Social Security is going to be around for quite a while. It's not it's not something that's going to sort of magically vanish in, at 2030 or 2040, whatever it is. Um, so I, I, I come at the idea that 
there are so many opportunities these days to earn money that if you retire at 57 or 62 or pick an age, um, you can you can generate income because you have a skill set. I mentioned earlier, I was talking to Upwork. They've identified 8,000 skills across 70 job categories that their freelance people are earning money at. Now, some of that is you're not going to earn a ton of money, but some of it's substantial money. Like on the break, you and I were talking about you're learning more about, you know, sort of audio production kind of stuff for, for radio and podcasts. That happens to be one of the top 100 skills that Upwork is looking for among its freelancers. And among the top 100, the average salary is $44 per hour, which is $91,000 a year. Those are free, that's a freelance income. I mean, that's a substantial income. The, the average American income is like 49000 So there are people who live all over the world, Americans who decide they want to live in Bali or in Lisbon, Portugal, and they do all kind of audio work for all kind of companies all over the world, and they're making 45 50 bucks an hour. They're working three or four hours a day, and then they go play on the beach, or they go golfing, or they go hiking, or whatever. That's a lifestyle. That's, you know, that's the kind of stuff I teach people about. That's the stuff I want to do in my own life. I'm not looking to retire necessarily because I see that there's so many opportunities like that that exist out there. You know, it almost seems too good to be true. My mouth is open. Uh, and when I read your newsletter and I see people who are actually doing this, uh, it almost seems like this is too good to be true. What's the catch? But really, there is no catch, right? There's a catch, but the catch is no different than your first job or your second job or whatever. It's that you have to work at it. It's not like freelancing is easy money. It's just not like you sign into your computer and money starts flowing into your bank account. You have to work at it. Like I, I do a lot of freelance writing. There's serious work that goes into writing and thinking and editing and making sure it's readable. There's serious work that you do that goes into audio production. So there's real work involved. This isn't just, again, sign in and you make a bunch of money doing useless, trivial stuff. You're doing real things, you know, be it accounting or or, you know, consulting. There's a huge amount of demand for consulting of all kinds of things. There's personal life coaches online that are making $50 an hour. I mean, if you can, if you, if you've raised a son or a daughter, you're a personal life coach already. Um, so there is no catch, but there is a catch and that catch is you have to work at it. <laughs> I totally hear that. And it's good that you're saying that because I think some people have an assumption, oh, well, I'm working freelance. That just means checking in my emails and signing into a Zoom meeting. But in fact, it's work. And but it's work that you love. And you know, I have to tell you, Jeff, I read an interview uh, that you gave, um, where you say that the uh, that we are the vanguard of the new retirement, uh, the new regime, the retirement revolutionaries. We're here to subvert the status quo and throw off the expectations that the financial industry and the financial media preach to us. Well, hallelujah. Thank you for uh, being that pioneer and being that revolutionary hero that we've all been looking for. Yeah, you know, I wrote that because I spent 17 years, as I mentioned, at the Wall Street Journal, and I've had conversations with, you know, the Wall Street people all along the line from the small regional brokerage firms all the way up through the major Goldman Sachs of the world and all that kind of fun stuff. And they all preach the same stuff. And to me, 
it's kind of bogus. And it's this idea that there is this number. You've got to save a gazillion and a half dollars and you've got to be frugal your entire life. And you can't have that extra latte. And if you would just stop buying, you know, a Starbucks every day, you could save four and a half quadrillion dollars and buy an island. It's bogus. It doesn't make sense. And there is no number. There's no such thing as the number. You know, you, you get to the point in life where you feel confident enough in yourself and you venture off on your own and you're either going to retire and you're going to live off your savings and Social Security or you're going to retire. You're going to live off your savings and Social Security and you're going to go out there and say, you know what? I want to earn a little more money doing this. I really liked being an accountant. I really liked being a consultant. I really liked being an aeronautical engineer, an audio engineer, whatever. I can still do all of that stuff online. I can do it from some really cool lake in, in North Carolina. I can do it from some beach in Costa Rica. I can do it from wherever I want to do it. I can live the life I want to live in retirement on my own terms, and I can actually earn money at it. That's the revolutionary part of this. Well, it definitely is going to be speaking to a lot of people who uh, are ready for a revolution and ready for kind of getting rid of that status quo. I know when, when I recently went to my financial advisor just to kind of get a check-in, you know, where where am I? Where uh, How is my travel fund doing? Because that's where I keep my travel fund. And, she, you know, she gave me this little quiz on... Uh, how far things will go uh, if I have a life capacity of 99 years. And she had a formula. And the whole time I just thought, this is so counterintuitive <laughs> and and kind of crazy. Like, why would there be a formula? And what you're saying is that there is a way that we can live richer, not wealthier. Right. You can, you know... I, I have a certain amount of money that I have saved for retirement, and it's, it's not an insignificant sum. I don't, I don't think that sum is going to last me from, let's say, 62 or 67 will be my age, from 67 until 100, let's say, 30 years or whatever, 32, 33 years. I don't know that it would last me 33 years, but I know I have a capacity. I know how to write. And writing doesn't just go away. It's not like I hit 67 and suddenly I can't write anymore or I'm not in demand anymore. There's a huge audience for older writers. You know, I have, I'll have experiences that I can write about. I'll have stories I can tell. So I have a way of generating an income. And it's not just that you have to be a creative type who knows how to do that. Again, you can be an accountant. You can be an audio engineer. There's, you can be video production. There's so many opportunities to take the skills, the understanding, the hobbies, the interests that you have and turn them into an income at any stage of your life so that you don't have to think in terms of, oh, my God, I don't have enough money to retire at 65 or 62 or 67. I have to keep working at this job I hate. Well, no, you don't. You can retire at whatever age you want to retire and you feel comfortable and you have that nest egg in place. And you can go from there by doing what you love to do anyway and just earning a little money at it living in some place you love to live. Well, Jeff, you have just basically summed up my goal, and I can't wait to get more involved. Tell us how we can get, like, how can we get connected and get into this and, and really start to dream big and look at living that life that we've always wanted to? Yeah, I, I would just sort of read what we write about in, in the Savvy Retiree. You know, you see the, the free newsletter, uh, the free e-letter that comes out. We also have a you know, a monthly, a monthly newsletter I write, and it's all about these kinds of opportunities. So like for the July issue, I'm actually writing about personal branding and how all these people who are in their 40s, 50s, and 60s are becoming internet influencers on Instagram and 
you know, YouTube and things like that, writing about travel for older Americans and all kind of all kind of weird thing, not weird, but all kind of different topics that you wouldn't think is like an, a, a social media phenomenon for an older American, but it is. And there's opportunities to use your own personal brand in your 50s and 60s and generate income from that, just doing the things you love to do, like travel. Well, Jeff, you and I need to get together. We need to continue this conversation uh, really throughout the year because this is a time, and, and everything is really online anyway. So we're here, we're, we're sitting at our desks or our computers, we're looking at ways that we can uh, step outside the box and, and really dream big and you are such a, a guide for us, and I really appreciate you taking the time and speaking with us today. Yeah, hey, I appreciate you having me. Thanks a lot. You bet. Well, this is Marilyn Ball. You've been listening uh, to Jeff Updike, and he is the editor of The Savvy Retiree. I encourage you to go online and get hooked up in that newsletter. Well, coming up next is our fellow traveler and the host of The Gourmet Highway, Doc Lawrence, and I'm sure he's going to sweep us away off our feet this week. This is Melody from GlobalMedTravel.com, and I'd like to invite you to travel with me on a virtual tour of two UNESCO World Heritage Sites. Pull up Google Earth in your browser and type in UNESCO, that's U-N-E-S-C-O, Number 23 and 24 on the map are jaw-dropping structural masterpieces as a result of strict conditions imposed by the Roman Emperor in the mid-1600s. Three Protestant churches were permitted to be constructed in this region of Poland, but were required to be built only of wood and clay. To meet this and other specifications, the builders of the Churches of Peace had to rely on what UNESCO calls pioneering constructional and architectural solutions of a scale and complexity unknown before or since in wooden architecture. The Google Earth tour of these two sites will have you walking right up to the colorful wooden sculptures and looking up through the mind-bending multi-tier galleries up to the decorated ceilings of these timber-framed masterpieces. Another thing to know about Poland, the country is currently investing heavily in its hospitals, which have become a hotspot for medical tourism in Europe. I hope you'll enjoy your virtual tour of these two incredible Polish churches on Google Earth's UNESCO World Heritage Map. This is Melody from GlobalMedTravel.com, and I'm wishing you all the best for your travels near and far. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars, and let me see what spring is like on Jupiter and Mars. Time to catch up with our host of the Gourmet Highway, Doc Lawrence. Doc and I go back a long, long time, and we've had some really fun adventures along the way. Hey, Doc. You know, I've been quite nostalgic these last few days and really longing for some fun times with you again. You always know how to show someone a good time. Remember that time we were in Key West? Marilyn, one of my great friends, Jim O'Conn, who is an author and an engineer who actually designed the Carter Presidential Library, just sent me a galley of his new book, Sitting in Hemingway's Chair, and asked me to review it and ponder it. Well, I couldn't put it down. And it took me back to a glorious time in Key West just a few years ago when we both attended the Key West Literary Seminar and had so doggone much fun. And I... I want to go back in memory lane a little bit and then maybe treat us both to a wonderful dinner. 
Key West is the home of Andy Dillard. It was the home of Robert Frost, Marjorie Kellen Rawlings, Peter Matheson, and of course, Papa, Ernest Hemingway. Let's step back again and walk down Duval Street. This is the headquarters of key lime anything on the planet. Pie, cake, the color of homes, you name it. But it's so much fun. This was Harry Truman's little white house. Here, Ernest Hemingway wrote, For Whom the Bells Toll. He wrote A Farewell to Arms, Death of the Afternoon. The sunset ritual at Mallory Square is something to behold with thousands of people cheering as old Saul sinks down into the ocean, only to rise again in the morning. But Marilyn, tonight is the night to dine and dance. So we're being treated at Blue Heaven, and this is high-end dining anywhere in Florida. My friend Chef Malcolm has a setup for an aperitif of chilled champagne with Island Amos-Bouche, can't you just taste the Gulf of Mexico in each bite? Music Maryland is played by the local band, Calypso, Reggae, and songs that sound mighty like something written by Jimmy Buffett. Let's get started dancing and work up that appetite. I just love Jamaica Farewell with marimbas playing in the background, and you can hear them right now. The appetizers are, of course, Atlantic Sea Scallops Provencal. The sommelier, Rita Harriman, selected a refreshing white Bordeaux for this delightful treasure. The blend of Sauvignon Blanc and Simeon makes for a miracle in each glass. Marilyn, I just can't say enough about the filet mignon. U.S. prime, cooked to perfection over native oak. The wine, a Gevray Chambertin, of course, was just created for this feast here on this lovely island. Marilyn, let's try to save a little room for dessert somewhere on the island. The band just started playing Stardust, the Hoagie Carmichael classic, and it beckons us to the dance floor at least one last time. Then we'll walk around town and maybe find that cup of coffee in the city that doesn't seem to sleep. Well, maybe it does during siesta, each afternoon, but we'll have fun tonight and we'll do that Hemingway thing and bar hop until the wee hours. It's manana here. That means nothing's on deadline. People practice a philosophy in Key West of laissez-faire combined with joie de vivre, and it works magic for your spirits, for your energy, for your zest of living. I've just had an old-fashioned ball, Marilyn, to use your name, not a pun, and you're so much fun. Even with this light buzz that I worked up with all that wine and those cocktails, I really could have danced all night. We'll do it again soon, maybe in Charleston, Savannah, Washington, D.C., or even Atlanta or Asheville. It's going to be so much fun for the rest of the year. So for the great host and my terrific friend, Marilyn Ball, and speaking of travel, this is Doc Lawrence on the Gourmet Highway in Key West, Florida, saying I hope to see you soon in your hometown. Doc, I could have danced all night, too. It's been so much fun going down memory lane with you. Let's definitely do this again soon. 
You stay well and travel safely on the Gourmet Highway. And I love the idea of uh, Washington, D.C. You know, that's my hometown. So let's go make some more memories. Remember, you can follow Doc's journey on the Gourmet Highway by visiting thegourmethighway.com. My thanks today to Tina Kinsey from the Asheville Regional Airport for her update. Jeff Opdyke from the Savvy Retiree talking to us from Prague. And our dear friend and the host of the Gourmet Highway, Doc Lawrence. I hope you're all continuing to dream of travel and are making some long-term goals just thinking about where you want to go. You know, during this shelter-in-place, why not put some money aside for your travel fund? Just think, we can be excited to think of the time we can hug each other and make new friends and really begin living again. I know when the time comes, I want to fly in an airplane. I want to go on a road trip. I want to stay in hotels and begin to help bring back the industries that we love and support and support communities all over the world and right here in our own backyard. Remember, we are all one tribe and soon we'll be sharing humanity together and making the world a better place. The time we're having now with our loved ones here at home is really wonderful, but I know I can't wait to travel again. For now, please stay safe, stay healthy, and keep washing your hands. Remember, life is short. Don't postpone joy. Don't postpone joy.